Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. All right, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. This is KJ. This is Taylor. And Jessica. I mean, if you've noticed, guys, we've dropped our last names because we're just pretty casual around here now, you know? We're we're all just such good friends. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. we've gotten to that point where we can be mega cash on the pot. (laughs) We are mega cash. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that level where you just drop off the ends of words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. You know the level we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's the level. But you shouldn't cut the ends of words. Oh my spider. Kate? Kate? No! Kate? Don't. <laughs> ah! Yeah, you guys keep talking because I'm going to have some major boundary issues with the spider in a second. And I'm. Oh, yeah, you are. You sound like you know a lot about boundaries. I know so much, but really, guys, I only know about it in the work environment because I'm very boundaried at work with the teenagers Mm -hmm. and I think somewhat in my personal life, but I'm more passive about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not the person that's like, you know, I just don't want you to do that because I don't like it. Like, I just always worry about other people's feelings too much. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard thing about setting boundaries with people. So let's chat about that. I'm, like, pretty good with acquaintances and boundaries. But, like, people that are really close to me, like, really, really close to me, that's harder to make boundaries. Because, like, you, I'm, like, so empathetic towards them and I know them so well that it makes me nervous to make a boundary because I'm afraid of how they will react. Oh, I'm so good at it. Just kidding. I'm like the classic (laughs) middle child, people-pleasing. Let me just make Mm -hmm. sure everyone's happy. But I have had to learn as an adult to set more boundaries. But I don't even Mm -hmm. think I would have ever set a boundary before the age of, like, 23. Ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Probably never. Right? And that was not good because what I would do instead was like what we term ghosting people now instead of like setting good boundaries. So I'm glad that I can set boundaries now because then I can have healthier relationships rather than just being like, guess we're not friends anymore because I can set a boundary. Savage. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think we can all agree that having boundaries really is important to having healthy relationships. And so Mm, you can probably look at the relationships you have and identify which ones are the healthiest. And you probably have some boundaries in those relationships. Or you may realize the ones you thought were healthy really aren't. I think a pretty easy way to find out if a boundary is needed is if you set one and the person reacts pretty negatively to it. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I tell all my clients because, you know, I work with teenage girls. And so a lot of times they'll come to therapy and be really upset and be like, KJ, I set a boundary like you told me to. And this girl freaked out and she started calling me names and, you know, whatever terrible mm -hmm. thing happened. And it's like, well, that means that boundary needed to be there. Because mm -hmm. that tells you right there. That person there, felt threatened by that boundary. Yeah, they felt like yeah. you were doing something different. They felt like mm -hmm. you were actually noticing what they were doing wrong to you. And mm -hmm. they reacted to it. That's actually like kind of a good sign that you're doing the right thing yeah. sometimes. Mm -hmm. If you start redoing those patterns, you're probably going to have some of those tough reactions from people initially. But mm -hmm. as you do it more and you get better at it and they get used to it, things will even out. Yeah. People's feelings will definitely get hurt. You have to go through that rumble, but then once you come out the other side, you're actually going to have like a better relationship and you don't have to be stressed when you're around them because they're walking all over you or taking advantage, things like that. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because I feel like we avoid the boundary because we're worried about a reaction. But at the same time, if you're not setting the boundary, you're experiencing resentment towards that person. So say somebody's mm -hmm. kind of like as we might call a taker, you know, like a person that kind of like takes and takes and takes from the relationship and the relationship underneath, like under that first superficial layer is being harmed because you're feeling resentful towards that person. So you're not moving forward or growing in that relationship at all. It's hurting. It's like decaying. But then if you take that big step and you say, hey, I really like you and you're really important to me, but I need this boundary in order for us to be healthy. It's kind of like they'll take that step back and they'll be like, whoa, like I didn't know that we needed this. And you say, yeah, like it's actually really needed for me. And then you move forward with the relationship. You don't resent them anymore. They're not taking advantage of you and you can move forward. But then you'll notice like with some people when you set a boundary and say they react really poorly to it and with time they continue to react poorly to it, that boundary, it's it's kind of like that person is saying to you, like this, the the lack of this boundary is more important to me than my relationship with you. And mm -hmm. so that's something to pay attention to as well. Yeah. So let's unpack all of that. A little more in depth. I think the first step is to assess your relationships and see where boundaries are needed. So if you think about each of your relationships, which are the relationships that you really feel drained by and why? Do you have a relationship with a friend where every time you're with them, you come home just feeling weighed down or so fatigued because they just spent the whole time unloading on you, talking about themselves, asking you to give them things, pay for everything, whatever it might be, and you just don't feel like you got anything in return from that. That's an indicator that boundaries need to be set. If somebody is not doing something that sits well with you, there needs to be a boundary there. It is okay to tell people that what they are doing is not okay. And mm -hmm. that is a thing that is hard to come to terms with. It's just a truth bomb. Let's talk now about how to actually set a limit. So I have an example because I had a friend in college who was one of those people that just really kind of suck you dry. <laughs> and... 
definitely project all of their emotions on you and just kind of make mm-hmm. you feel like a terrible friend a lot of the time. And it's kind of rough because sometimes when you're in it, you don't really see it. Like you just kind of believe that you're this terrible person and you're mm-hmm. constantly kind of saying sorry or doing things to seek forgiveness. Um, but eventually, you know, I hope for everybody, you kind of wisen up and see what's really going on. At that point, it really is about, okay, I need to tell you what's okay for me and what's not. So that can take some assertiveness training, which is probably a podcast episode we can do at some point or maybe follow up this one with just because it's a whole other thing that we can dive into. But really assertiveness training is telling somebody how you feel, tapping into your emotions, expressing that emotion and setting the limit. So an example of something you could say in a situation like that, I don't remember exactly what I said with this friend to communicate it, but I hope it was something like this. You could say, you can use an I feel statement like we talked about in our communication episode. So I'm feeling really overwhelmed by how often I feel like you need me to apologize for something. They might respond like this. What the, are you kidding me? We Mm -hmm. can't be friends then. Mm -hmm. Then you know that it was certainly needed. It's just confirmation Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. Yeah. A little pushback never hurt anyone. Yeah, exactly. There's not always pushback. I feel like some people, like you set the boundary and then, yeah, they're respectful and they're able to like empathize with you in that emotion. I'm kind of viewing it more from like a marital standpoint too, like a couple's standpoint as well. Like not wanting to like jump out of this example, but it can always be like, oh, like, wow. Like I had no idea that would make you feel overwhelmed. Like, I don't want you to feel that way. That's also an option. I mean, it happens sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's important to start small, especially if you don't feel like you're very good at setting boundaries. Just saying no to people. Yeah, just say no. Because that is like the classic, like, oh, I need you to come to this baby shower or I need you to like do this or can you bring dinner to this person that just had a baby or something? And you're like, these are all really great things, but like, no. Say no. Say no, thank you. I don't think I can make that work. Maybe next time, you know, because it's just kind of saying no does not make you a bad person. It does not mean that you don't like helping people. It doesn't mean that karma is going to come back and bite you in the bum. It means that you are paying attention to your situation and your needs. And sometimes you need to say no. So practice saying no. It's Mm -hmm. very empowering. Yep. It's a great first step. One of my favorite things to do. And something I struggle with is, man, really going to put myself on blast for a second, but it's important. Something I do when I'm saying no is I just try to make it feel better. And sometimes that leads to me stretching the truth, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. telling lies of like, oh, I had this thing come up because, Mm -hmm. you know, somewhere along the way, we were taught that just saying no for the sake of I can't do that right now emotionally or because I'm stretched too thin isn't okay. And Mm -hmm. we're told that we should have so many hands and so many pots doing all of these things to help other people or do other things 
and just saying no thank you has come to be not okay and Mm -hmm. so i found myself if i was saying no to doing something with a friend being like oh i just you know i can't do that because i have this other thing and i it came up and really like no i can't tonight like i'm feeling like i just need some me time Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's okay to say just be clear and direct that's the best way to set a boundary The other day I was listening to a really great podcast. It's called The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. It's run by this wonderful couple named Ashlyn and Colby. They do a lot of good work in terms of like understanding pornography addictions. That's where kind of like everything was based. But now their podcasts take form in so many different applicable ways. They talk about like communication and boundaries just like this one. So something that they said that I thought was really insightful They say that resentment is a broken boundary or it could also be resentment is a boundary that has not been established yet. So that's Mm -hmm. something that you can do to turn inward and really pay attention to how you're feeling. If somebody's doing something or if you find yourself continually resenting somebody, they're breaking a boundary. So if you're listening to this podcast thinking, okay, like I want to have good boundaries. Are people breaking my boundaries? I can't quite tell because I may have been not paying attention to that for a really long time. Pay attention to your feelings of resentment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't be a doormat unless you lay down. And oh, so, I love that saying. Yeah, <laughs> so that's good. a Dr. Merritism. <gasps> oh, yes, Carol I know. Professor. <laughs> we love mm-hmm. him. But yeah, so you can't be a doormat unless you lay down first. And so then you have to learn to say, okay, I'm feeling that resentment. Now I need to set the boundary, be clear, be direct. And you're going to find that that resentment dissipates in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll give uh, an example for couples. So, and this is in my relationship is a while ago, I was uh, struggling with a, a health issue that was kind of overtaking pretty much a lot of my life and making me really anxious. And so Logan and I have like a check an emotional check-in every night. So like we're all busy during the day and then we go do our check-in. But I found myself talking to him all throughout the day about this, like, oh, this is happening and I'm really worried about this and I don't know what to do. But then Logan said one night he was just like, he was like, I'm here for you and I want to help you with this, but I can only talk to you about this at night. And at first I was like, what? I'm experiencing all of these emotions and all this stuff. And you can only mm-hmm. talk to me about this at night. You know, <laughs> you know, the, a little bit of pushback, right? Yeah, Never heard that's, anybody. That's a, yeah, it's a good sign. Yeah. yeah. And then, but when he talked to me about how it was making him feel, you know, like, oh, I hear I'm, I'm at work and I'm trying to help my patients with that. I'm hearing from you and I want to help you and, and, and fix you and make you feel better. And I can't, and it's very hard for me all day. I'm really distracted yeah. and I'm feeling depressed. And so after hearing how that made him feel, I was like, oh, well, I don't want you to feel that way. So yeah, I can find ways to go through the day and then we can talk about it at night. And so that was like a perfect example of Logan experiencing probably some of that resentment, like resenting me mm-hmm. for, you know, talking throughout the day, distracting him from work. And then he recognized that that was a broken boundary that we had established before, but I was breaking. And then he spoke up, told me how he felt. We processed through it. And then that boundary stands now. Yeah, I love that. So, Yeah. And I think there are relationships that 
don't always recover from boundary setting. And that can be, that can be really tough. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like I definitely have had friendships that go by the wayside because it just couldn't be healthy because, you know, boundaries respected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe you just both needed different things that the other person couldn't give you in a boundaried way. Exactly. There are really, I mean, we have presented this in a pretty simplified way. And there are a lot of things that go into this that we will dig into deeper, like codependency. That's a whole Mm -hmm. other thing that convolutes setting boundaries and family dynamics. Like we've gotten some questions about in-laws and how you manage that. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that can make this really complicated. So if you're trying some of this stuff and you're not finding relief or a solution right away, just know that you are taking the right steps and things can take time and your approach may have to shift, but seek support and help have those sounding boards. You know, if you do have a therapist talking with them about it or um, people that are you know, very boundaried and you can kind of model your behavior after theirs. Mm-hmm. That sounded yeah. like all of our takeaways, right? There. I was about to say those takeaways, just bam, bam, bam. You're welcome. <laughs> so if you have questions about this topic or a part of it you want us to dive deeper into, like I talked about assertiveness training Um, That was something that my past therapist wanted to do with me, and guess who bailed on therapy after he said that? You (laughs) did. He said a boundary, you said see ya. Yeah, so (laughs) I probably could have learned assertiveness far sooner in my life, but it took me years. So Mm. we can share what we know about that. We can talk about codependency family dynamics, all the things. Just let us know mm-hmm. what you want to hear about. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just let us know. Just drop us a line. Yeah. And a little message from me before we sign off tonight. If you could be so kind, we would love for you guys to leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app because that is how we still continue as a podcast. It's how people find us and how we feel some validation because you know we all need that to keep doing Mm -hmm. what we're doing hit us up or slide into our dms (laughs) or slide into our dms and you have a specific question yeah we'll answer Mm -hmm. thanks for listening bye thanks for tuning in thanks for joining us today We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us. Bloopers. Bloopers.
I'm so I feel like nervous, but I'm not there, so it's fine. So anything. we'll just watch her get eaten by a giant spider. I don't have oh anything. Get a shoe. Take the off your shoe. Are you wearing a shoe? On. Um, sorry, I shouldn't start with um. Um, no, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally natural take too. Take a breath first, then it's. Fine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <gasps> um. <laughs> because you may be walked all over. So, I think it's important to. I don't know. I'm rewinding. <laughs> Is that important? <laughs> you know what that means. 